My house will be called a house of prayer for all nations. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Dear friends, this is a well-known story, but what a difficult gospel. And if you find this easy, uh, then you're doing better than I am, because every year I wrestle with this uh, story of Jesus and the Canaanite woman. It's present in all four Gospels, and here we are in St. Matthew's Gospel, which is probably the most difficult of them all. We've got to see, first of all, where it is. Where's Where's the geography? It says that Jesus is in Tyre and Sidon, and this is the area north of the traditional boundary of the Holy Land. And was an area where there were lots of uh, pagans uh, that had been uh, introduced to the land uh, after the Assyrian exile. And so it was an area where it was unusual for Jesus to be uh, up in that region. But Jesus clearly did move out of that, move up to that region. Even in uh, Galilee itself, there were, there were pagan towns and cities. So Jesus was used to going to those territories. But we see the encounter today, which shows the sharp divide uh, between... Jews and between pagans. I mean, it's something to compare it to might be uh, United and Wednesday in this city, or Spain and England for that matter. Uh, Should I mention that? Is it too soon? But it was clearly a sharp distinction between these two sets of people. And yet, in the midst of this, maybe our image of Jesus is shattered. Do we have that image of Jesus as being a bit like a 1960s loving hippie, long hair and sandals, and someone who wouldn't say boo to a goose? And yet in this passage, we have a deep pathos and empathy for the woman who is asking for help and who is ignored and seemingly insulted before then given what she asks for. She comes to Jesus to find help. She is a Canaanite, and maybe for us it's hard to understand, you know, what is it that the Canaanites did wrong? We read in in Wisdom chapter 12 that all of the wickedness that the Canaanites uh, were guilty of, that they were a wicked, immoral, idolatrous uh, people, and that there's probably child sacrifice that went on in those territories as well. But the woman comes to beg for mercy. And she honours Jesus as the Messiah, as the King, as the Son of David. The woman speaks to Jesus better than many of his own people speak to him. She cries out to him and Jesus doesn't respond. He ignores her. But he doesn't send her away. The disciples uh, seem to be a little bit better, but actually uh, are no better really in this situation. Because actually they come to Jesus saying, Lord, will you just sort this situation out? We're finding this really irritating. This woman is pestering us. Uh, Please, you know, we just want to get on uh, with our day job. Send her away. Make her happy. Whatever she needs. Jesus responds that he's sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. That was his mission. But my brothers and sisters, on that hangs the whole of this gospel story. For the lost tribes of Israel were ten tribes that were scattered throughout the world. 
And throughout the Old Testament, it speaks of a time when the lost tribes will be gathered back in. But the lost tribes where they have been scattered are amongst the Gentile people. To gather in the lost tribes will surely be to gather in more than just those who were first scattered, but those who they've had relations with, those who they've intermarried with, those who they've got contracts with, maybe, my brothers and sisters, the whole of the world itself. For running throughout Scripture, there is this expectation that God will come not just to save the Jewish people, but to save all people. In our first reading from Isaiah, we see that Isaiah points to a time when the temple, which was only entered the Holy of Holies by the high priest one day a year, and then the court of the Jews only by the, by the men, and the court of the women only by uh, clean uh, Jewish women, that one day this would be served by a Gentile priesthood, and all nations would come and worship at the temple of the Lord. There is certainly an order to salvation. In Romans, St. Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God for salvation to everyone who has faith, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Now, each and every one of us are probably of Gentile lineage, non-Jews, and we are incorporated into the gospel, which Jesus says after his death and resurrection is to all the nations. He tells his disciples, go out and baptize all the nations in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. But what about the woman in today's gospel? She persists. She persists. It says in the passage that she kneels before him. Now, uh, one of the things that annoys me no end about uh, this Bible translation is that it tells us here that she kneels before him because she's a Canaanite. But whenever the disciples kneel before him, they say they worshipped him. Today, she acknowledges Jesus for who he is, God amongst us. She kneels before him. She worships him. And she says, Lord, Help me. Just as we cry out at the beginning of the Mass, Kyrie eleison, Lord have mercy. Jesus resists and says it's not fair to take the children's food and to give it to a dog. And he awaits her response. And her response is that even the dogs can eat the scraps from the floor. Jesus relents. Because Jesus at this moment sees that the testing of this woman has flowered into her faith. She realizes that she is no dog, but she has the capacity to become a child of God. And each and every one of us here, regardless of where we have come from, because of the virtue of our baptism, are made adopted sons and daughters of the living God. And we too like the woman who was persistent in today's gospel, can claim our place at the table of the Lord. It is a difficult gospel, but it is one which speaks beautifully of the faith of the woman. And it is one which speaks powerfully of the fact that salvation is open to Jew and to Greek alike.
St. John Chrysostom, one of the early doctors of the Christian church, Archbishop of Constantinople, says that this passage teaches us something about prayer. He says this, by this he was teaching us that he withheld the gift not to drive the woman away, but to make the woman's patience an example for us all. Jesus responds that he is only sent to the house of Israel. But in this passage we see that that woman is included. When the woman herself cried out begging for this favour, he granted it. And at the beginning, when she first made her request, he did not answer. But after she had came to him once, twice, and a third time, he gave her what she desired. What then, my brothers and sisters, can we take from this gospel today? Is it sometimes that we pray and we ask for something, and when we find or think that that prayer has not been answered, we merely give up? We're called today to have the faith and the tenacity and the patience of the Canaanite woman to return to the Lord twice or three times to worship him and to trust in his name. Amen.